When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good Risings, I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. We're on the final day of our week talking behaviors we as a society need to reel in. On Monday, we slowed it down for road rage. Tuesday, we took a breather to reflect on tantrums. Wednesday, we turned it inward on criticism. Yesterday, we kept it brief about over-explaining. And today, we're holstering the whip and talking about lashing out at strangers. Like everything we've been talking about this week, lashing out at strangers happens on a scale. On one side of the spectrum, you've got the judgmental eye roll at the mother who can't control her children. On the other, you've got physical assault over the last toaster on a Black Friday. Or, in worst case scenarios, outright murder. Biting your tongue can feel easier said than done. Sometimes our frustrations are totally merited, but there's a big difference between communicating a problem and berating someone. We've all seen the viral videos of people screaming at the top of their lungs over some bystander in a store who isn't wearing a mask. How many videos have we seen of people banging on car windows, cussing over a stolen parking spot, or a double-parked car? First of all, sometimes confronting strangers is outright dangerous. We don't know who's armed. We don't know who's on the verge of snapping. Keep that in mind when you're weighing whether or not it's worth the glare the middle finger, or the aggressive word or two. We're not suggesting you live in fear. We're suggesting you consider whether whatever you have to say is really worth the risk, especially when confronting a stranger will likely do nothing at all to change the way they behave. Nine times out of 10, I think that's the goal. We want to teach them a lesson. We want them to know their behavior doesn't go unnoticed. It's noble in theory. We think we're playing a part in maintaining order and reminding people of common courtesy or helping set those social parameters. In practice, we're doing nothing at all. Whoever you confront is likely to shirk off the confrontation and reframe the narrative in their minds. To them, you'll be the uptight wackadoo. And no offense, but if you're out there lashing out at strangers, that might be true. So why are we really doing it? We spoke last week about overreactions. When the reaction doesn't match the situation, We discussed then that overreactions are generally the result of the trauma brain reacting to something from the past. When the reaction seems out of place, it's because it usually is. Kat McGowan writes for Psychology Today, the key is rumination, a destructive and common mental habit. Rumination is what you do when you repeatedly relive an experience in your mind, replaying it, reviewing it, and reinterpreting it. It plays a major role in depression pushing people over the edge from a temporary sad mood into a major lasting sadness. The habit can also turn a nervous person into someone truly suffering from anxiety. Psychologists have evidence that rumination also plays a significant role in postponed and redirected anger. 
Psychologist Susan Nolan Hoxima, who has studied rumination, theorizes that as you continue to focus on anger provoking situations, you form new angry associations, setting up a vicious circle of anger and rumination. Because part of anger involves self-justification, i.e. the feeling that you are right to be angry, the anger only grows as you continue to think of reasons why you were right and the other person was wrong. Community is a primary factor in happiness. With a little extra effort, we can reframe everyday situations that might normally frustrate us to see them instead as the inner workings of the community that we're a part of. Sure, we have differences with our neighbors, when we gather, whether at the grocery store, the movie theater, a party, or a restaurant, those differences are sometimes on display. Maybe you see someone doing something you would never do, acting in a way that you would never act. But like we've said before, how boring would it be if we were all the same? Keep in mind you're witnessing one behavior. Assuming anything else is true based on this one instance is jumping to conclusions. It's confirmation bias. Why not assume with empathy instead? Maybe today was this stranger's worst day all year. Maybe they're at the very end of their rope and they can't bear to keep it together in the way you'd like them to. We have no idea the suffering that's unfolding in the people around us. With empathy, we can reframe any situation. With understanding, we can make these people who may otherwise frustrate us feel like part of our community. Let's make it selfish for a second. When we allow our blood to boil over, when we ruminate over frustrations to the point where we simply can't control ourselves, we're wreaking havoc on our bodies. We're being flooded with cortisol and adrenaline. And the more we entertain these feelings or frustrations, the more we narrow in on whatever frustrating thing is unfolding, the worse it gets. On the other hand, if we're able to reframe our thinking to regulate our innate reaction by turning to understanding instead, that's a route to a consistent state of happiness. That's peace of mind. Turn to love. Use this as an opportunity to practice kindness and understanding. The same goes if you find yourself in a situation where someone is lashing out at you. The best way to diffuse a situation is to immediately express empathy immediately acknowledge their frustration and confirm that they have every reason to be frustrated. Make the person who's berating you your teammate. Join forces and turn the attention on the problem at hand, one you can solve together. Bottom line, when it comes to lashing out, we can all do our part to reel it in. If today's topic is resonating with you, we welcome you to bring your thoughts over to our Instagram account at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. If you're enjoying your time with us here on Grateful Grains, we would love it if you drop us a good review. You know we appreciate the support. Have a fantastic weekend. We hope you join us again next week. We're kicking off two weeks on gratitude. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.